Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hello and thanks for downloading Outspoken, the podcast that brings you the very best of our daily talk sports show. Arsenal Invincible, Martin Keown, join myself and Simon Jordan for a heated debate in the studio as Virgil van Dijk blamed too many games for his injury and form this season. Martin Keown, Arsenal Invincible, Martin Keown is with us this morning. Nottingham Forest, Martin, um... The new boys back in the Premier League, of course, under Steve Cooper, and they had it tough to start with. Does it surprise you now that you hear this morning that many top clubs could well be interested in uh, the talent of uh, Steve Cooper once this season is over? Because Forrest reportedly facing a fight to keep Cooper at the club ahead of next season. Number of managerial jobs set to come up by the end of the season. Cooper, we hear already being identified by clubs as a target. Brighton might be on the lookout for a new boss with big interest in De Zerbi. Tottenham, we don't know what's going to happen at Tottenham. We certainly don't know what's going to happen at Chelsea, West Ham, Southampton or Leeds. So Cooper Martin is very much in the spotlight. Does that surprise you? It does surprise me. Um I think we were talking earlier weren't we, about topics. You've asked me to do a list of uh, topics that we should concentrate today when I questioned maybe was this worthy of a topic. I just feel that Steve Cooper needs to concentrate on what's important, that's keeping Forrest up. Any talk of going to another club to take on something else uh, is premature discussion, Jim. There's enough work to do this season. It's interesting, I looked at the first 12 games. It's relevant discussion, though, you, you'd have to say that. Um, because It's only relevant he, if they stay up. He is very much, very much in the conversation at other clubs. Well, they've lost two of the last three games. They started the season. Uh, after 12 games, they only had eight points. So it was really difficult. They went away. Um, he worked with the team, lots of players. World Cup After the World Cup, Jim, they've done all right. Nine games, 12 points. So it's a big improvement. But now it's starting to slip a little bit again. So it's this merry-go-round of managers. I mean, Deserve is another one, isn't he? At Brighton, doing an incredible job. Is it the good work, though, of, of Potter that he had in place for many years? So... We need to give these managers time. 
But um, no, I think I think. And so, that's what Forrest have done, isn't it? They've done. They've extended his contract. Well, well, it was unbelievable. They gave him they gave him a contract at that point because at that point I think they only had one win. Uh, from the first six games of the season. So everyone was kind of bemused at why that happened, but it was a very good move. Um, I think really some loyalty should be, will be will be apparent. I don't see that Steve Cooper will be leaving uh, Forrest anytime soon, Jim. Uh, and I feel it's only just speculation. Well, it is speculation, but the speculation's real, Simon, because he, he's caught the eye. Um, Chris Herring, a friend of mine who's a big Forrest fan, just getting in touch. Jim, we know about it. Hands off, Steve Cooper. They're aware of it. Well, I mean, you, Martin's right to suggest that there should be some reciprocation in terms of the loyalty. I do think it was right for Nottingham Forest to have given him a new contract because, quite frankly, he dragged them out of a division after 23 years of being away from the Premier League. He took them from where Chris Hutton had left them, which was bottom of the Championship, put them into the Premier League, something similar to what Ian Dowie did, but I don't think it was as divisive and difficult to work with as Ian Dowie was. So he deserved the opportunity that he'd got to be in the Premier League. He came in with this backdrop of a, an irresponsible owner being... This is, what the, this is what was put out there, buying players left, right and centre, which he wasn't involved in, and all of that. And I think if you know your manager and you believe in your manager, when a moment comes when the conventional thinking in football says, oh, you're in trouble, and you do something different, what you then do is you galvanise that manager. You make him more appreciative of the environment he is, and he goes that extra 10%. Now, that may well have already been coming. It may well have already been forthcoming anyway, but you do something against the norm, and then you get something back. Now, is he a potential manager for the future? Yeah. But I don't think he needs to need. I don't think he, in terms of bigger football clubs, I don't think he needs to leave Nottingham Forest anytime soon, because first of all, the guy that owns the football club is remarkably committed. He's just converted another fifty million quid's worth of loans into equity, which is the same thing in different guys. But notwithstanding it, it shows an indication that he's more committed to the football club than wanting to get paid out by selling it. The guy's already told everybody, told you in a very emotive outburst after winning the playoff final against Huddersfield. I want to win things with this football club. That's the owner. So he's laid his little stake down. Yeah. So now you've got a situation where he's gone and spent an inordinate amount of money to get into the Premier League in terms of staying in the Premier League with 23, 24 players, 150 million quid of a spend, which we've seen before with other football clubs at Fulham that haven't worked out. But Cooper is a decent manager. So whilst people will look at him, whenever you have a decent manager doing a decent job in a difficult situation, other people are going to look at him with cover to size. And you, and you would do, Simon, if, if you say you, you were still at the top of a club at the moment, elsewhere, he would catch your eye. Well, well of Because course. you'd be aware of what he's doing. How, how much reality is in this and how much speculation, how much fear factor and how much projection of what people think? The bottom line is yep, he, signed a, he signed a new contract with Nottingham Forest. I would expect him to remember the fact that he was given an opportunity with Nottingham Forest. He took it with both hands. He's done a very good job. And now he's been rewarded for it by some loyalty at a time when most football club owners would turn the other cheek and turn away. Yeah. So with all that in mind, I would suspect if they can survive this season, which I think they probably will, and the next game coming up is a very important game. Everton. It's a defining game, I think, because if they lose to Everton, they get themselves dragged right back into it. And if Everton lose, the questioning about Sean Dyche is going to start coming up a notch or two. So here we are in very, 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 very significant, interesting times. But all I those think players, Steve, Steve you know what's interesting with, with all those players that they bought, Jim, it's still it's still Johnson who's their best player. They bought thirty players. So it, you look at the quality. Is the quality really good enough to keep them up? Their home form. Their home yeah. form. They're ninth in the Premier League with their home form. Their bottom away form. Well, they they scored the least amount of goals for an away side in the entire English football leagues, haven't they? I.e. professional well, leagues. Well, Everton got, uh, are doing pretty well in that area. They, they've only scored 13, 17 goals all season, Jim. Which makes it, it, the two o'clock kickoff on Sunday so important for both. Massive. Uh, Forest up against Everton. Um, do you think they'll survive, Martin? Forest. 
I think we're going to find out in the in the next four or five weeks, Jim, because this game itself is defining. If Everton can win this, they go a point behind, and Forest start again looking over their shoulder when it looked like they'd scrambled out of trouble. Their home form is really important for them. They do they get nothing away from home. So, I mean, if you look at the start of the season, Jim, I think the, the team that started the first 11, the first game, there's the one that played last week. I think there's about eight changes and there's three person, they've changed the system completely. So you think about that. It's been really difficult for the manager to get the right players on the pitch, the people he can trust in. But from an Everton point of view this weekend, Calvert-Lewin, whatever they're doing with it, he's got to be on the pitch. Without him, I don't see they're going to score the necessary goals, Jim. They're on, if they continue as they are, scoring goals the number they are, they're only going to get 26 goals. And no team has ever stayed up with that number of goals. Mm. It's that critical for Everton this weekend to start hitting the back of the net. To go to the Hoover question, there are only certain clubs in the Premier League that are bigger than Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest's achievements are quite remarkable. And I've been at that football club and watched that fan base and seen it at times and seen how focused that fan base can be. And if you're going to put Brighton in the conversation, Nottingham Forest, in my view, and I hate the argument who's a bigger club or who's not a bigger club because it's all subjective, if he's got an owner that's prepared to commit behind him in the same way Tony Bloom was prepared to commit behind Brighton, and Brighton didn't pull up trees in their first seasons in the Premier League, they just stayed up by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. So yeah. if Forest stay up with an owner that's got the ambition he has, having learnt the lessons, they brought a bottom mountain of players. Next year, They'll buy better players, different players, Premier League players that'll be more ready for purpose. Steve mm. Cooper will have a year's worth of experience. They stay up. Nottingham Forest is a very, very good football club to stay at for some significant period of time, by the way. Sure. And as Greg, uh, I think, is a Forest fan, is pointing out, other clubs might be interested in Cooper, but he hasn't made any noises about looking to leave. Signed a new deal in October and we expect him to stay. He loves it at Forest. I think it's a good match, Sam, uh, to be honest, Martin. I think Cooper and Forrest are a match that could lead to something, that could lead to success further down the line. I but can see, they I, need to stay in the Premier League. Of course they do. Concentrate on your job. I mean, the thing is, this, the Spurs job now, you look, Conte's contract's up in the summer. You've got David Moyes, the fans, you know, they'll always be discontent by the West Ham fans. I love that little bit of banter with them because they are, they're never happy. Um, you've got Chelsea, Potter, I mean, it's a calamity right now, isn't it? So, you know, are they going to change their manager? Um, and Southampton, uh, again, maybe, are they going to climb out of trouble? Maybe they're looking for a new manager. So there are jobs around him. Um, I think so Southampton are going to get relegated. He's I think, not, he's not I think, to Chelsea. I think he's not Cooper to go to Tottenham. should be staying where he is. Yeah. It's just an interesting one I'd like to throw to Simon. To, has he got any recollection? I mean, this year we've already we've lost eight managers already this season out of our 20. And it wouldn't be a surprise. Um, I just looked through to see Simon when he was there. Interesting. What surprised me was that Simon was only an owner, owner of a Premier League club for one season out of those 10 years. I was yeah. surprised. I thought you were a Premier League well, it's owner. Like, it's, like all being, the way it's like being an invincible team and only play four games, isn't it? I did, well, I actually <laughs> played 10. And I was 38 years of age at the time, so I'm quite proud well, we can, of that. We can all make facetious comments, can't we? Well, it's a fact. So <laughs> I'm just looking to see do you got any recollection of any managers you sacked in that period? <laughs> to what end? Well, it's just interesting. What, what, what record well, did you look, want? Looking do, at, do they looking deserve at, the sack? Looking Was at I the sad list. about it? Looking at the list of clubs. This could descend into a Well, I'm just looking, Jim, because obviously when this, this subject, subject came up, I thought I'd try and enlarge it and let's go into different areas and see it. Palace have actually, well, since the millennium... Well, enlarge the other side of the break. We're coming up to 10.30. Oh, you're going to stop me now. You're, you're going to make protect your partner, are you? Okay, <laughs> that's okay. We'll come we'll back come back afterwards. <laughs> 100% engagement. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Martin, it wouldn't have gone unnoticed on you because uh, this is a big thing for you. Virgil van Dijk has claimed that the amount uh, he's played since recovering from a serious knee injury has now caught up with him. Uh, and it affects his form and it affects his fitness. Um, 
Only 15 players in Europe's top five leagues have played more minutes than Virgil has since August 2021 when he returned from the anterior cruciate ligament injury that kept him on the sidelines for 10 months. And of course, he missed uh, the Euros as a result of that. And, and he goes into this in a fair bit of detail. He said, this is the life that we, we live. I'm very happy and blessed, but it's happening for me. Um, to be six weeks out and then come back to try and find rhythm and level that's expected of me and I expect from myself, it takes time. Now, you, to be fair to you, have been on and on about this. We need to watch burnout amongst the top players. Is Van Dijk the perfect example of this? I think it's just what he's doing, Jim, is he's explaining what it's like to come back from injury, isn't he? So he's been out for six weeks and uh, it's probably unfair of us to expect him to be back at the same level. I mean, what was commendable was he was out for a really, really serious injury, Jim. And he comes back from that and he plays, what, 50-odd games, for, well, 63 matches they played last season, didn't they? Will there be another 10 there for the national team? That's 73 games. Um, usually there's a, a rebalance of the body after a, such a bad injury. You get other niggly injuries and other... He didn't have that. Um, he went off to the World Cup... Um, and it was, it's probably been a bit relentless in terms of the games. And he's saying now, right, you know, but he's coming back into a difficult situation, Jim, with a team that really does not give him the same level of protection. If you think about last season, how brilliant they were pro closing the ball down. Um, he's just saying as it is. He's been careful not to uh, not to um, go over overboard. Obviously, other people in other work, Jim, working very hard and doing what they do. He knows he's in a privileged situation, but he's probably asking for a little bit more time between games I mean that's the, the the argument I think is that the players are shouting for uh, Arteta was another one this week saying well look you know we've got that in Europe now so when you're playing a late game in midweek why are we playing an early match on a Saturday morning something they had to do recently against Aston Villa so I think mm. it's the number of hours Jim number of days between matches is what we need to consider but the more successful you are the more games you're going to play correct this this is the, the thing that we've got at the moment it's about sitting down isn't it and looking at the fixture lists coming together to try and make it a little bit easier for the players. You want to play in every game. They do. They want to play in every game. He's made that clear as well. So you don't have a problem about the amount of games, Martin. You just want players to be able to rest longer. Yeah, rest I think, I think it's longer. about rest periods between matches and then the number of fixtures. You, It's, it's about competitions, Jim, as well, isn't it? What, do we do we need to look at the League Cup? We're looking at the FA Cup already to see there's no you know, going to be no replays at all, perhaps next season. That might come in. The, the, the um, League Cup... Is that going to carry on and function as it, as it does right now? These are all things we have to look at to try and minimise the number of games you're going to have to play in. But look how much the Man United players enjoyed winning the League Cup. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and are seeing that as a pivotal point in their season. So, you know, do you take it away? I don't think we can do that now. It's too, it's too ingrained in our, in our system. I mean, Simon, I know you've your own views on this. Whenever we yep. talk player welfare about this, um, you, you are one to take Martin on about it. But, I mean, this study by the Global Footballers Union, FIFPRO, said it, this was a matter of time. Um, extreme overload is going to take its toll. And they've actually highlighted Van Dijk as an example mm. here. So, I mean, do you go with that? What Martin's saying is not the number of games. We know they've got to play more and more games the more successful they are. But... Rest period has got to be looked at. Um, yes, in an ideal world, but no one's come up with a solution how you're going to schedule the season to be able to do that. It's all well and good telling people what you don't want to do. It's much more difficult telling people what the solution is to the problem that you've got, which is fixtures. Now, Virgil van Dijk is probably not the ideal example because he is the one that's put himself available for these games. He's the one that wants to play in these games. Most professional footballers, and we listen to lots of them in varying shapes and guises, talk about 
a different view to Martin's. You know, talk about the fact that game after game after game was never a concern for them. The more games there is, the better it is. I'm not going to argue in FIFA Pro, I like the fan-led review. If you do a fan-led review, you're going to get the views of the fans. If you do FIFA Pro, they represent the players, you're going to get the views of FIFA Pro representing the players. Yeah. And the players are in this power struggle now with football, where there's a balance between the players are the entertainment and the value, but the structure of football is bigger than the players. And without the talent, you don't have the football. But without the, without the football clubs, you don't have the players. So which one becomes, becomes more prevalent? And the reasons why there's so much football is because the economics of football have got to such a level that in order to be able to facilitate these ludicrous salaries and ludicrous cost implications of football, you now have to have these inordinate amount of games. And when you read, when you read a footballer, and I'm sorry, I don't know if they believe their own words or take themselves that seriously, but when you talk about a footballer that's playing a game a week, 51 games and playing for their country as well, if that's what they choose to do. Um, and Since when was it a game a week, by the way? Well, 51 games over 52 weeks is a game a week. Well, did they not get any kind of holiday? I hadn't finished. Yeah. Right. Um, on then, let's so moving, then. On, moving on to the point where you talk about sacrifices, and you look at the world that we live in, and you look at players getting paid £200,000 a week, which is six times what the average person in this country earns in a year. And I'm not for just making comparisons between someone that goes down a pit or someone that kicks a football but let's get some bloody context when the word sacrifice is used in conjunction with what people are having to endure being a professional footballer the balance is is you cannot take everything out of the room all of the money in football with the exception of every now and again a football club getting sold and someone getting some money back yeah. or in the situation of Chelsea just getting their money back and expect then as a footballer to say well I won't do this and I won't do that it doesn't work in the real world it work, might work in the sort of uh, the world that Martin lives in, but the real world where grown-ups are, where finances become part of the equation, it can't work. Just to, just to, just to talk about grown-ups, I, I actually uh, agree with that. For me, it wasn't a sacrifice. It was a love. I loved yeah. every minute of it. And if I was remunerated well, then then I deserve what I got or what I didn't get. So no problem. I don't. I wouldn't use the word sacrifice. No. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's a love. It's a passion. It's a vocation. It's what I want to do most of all. So that's the only thing I argue with there in that in that statement. And, and to be Van fair, Martin Van Dijk himself acknowledges it. He says, on the one hand, you got to sacrifice. I'd love to spend time with my family and my kids, but I've got to get treatment every day. Make sure I'm eating the right stuff, sleeping, doing the right things. Okay, well that's what you do. That doesn't sound like much of a hardship to me. But then Virgil then says that's the life we live we're very blessed we're very privileged and i acknowledge that but you still have to make these sacrifices he finishes with well we know that virgil but at the same time you admit yourselves and you've just admitted it martin you were happy to make the sacrifice yeah. you uh, didn't see it as a sacrifice i think actually to do, to do it you have to and to survive <clears throat> you have to love it jim you know you have to live breathe eat sleep football uh, I still adhere to that same diet now. I mean, this is that I did as a player. It's just because it becomes it becomes I mean, a way of life. Do, they go training two for two hours a day. They have a Wednesday off, right? You're talking about people. No, 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 up, no, no. If people are talking about people that get up at seven o'clock in the morning. Don't Simon. see. Don't get home until seven o'clock in the evening. Don't see their kids. And Simon, you guys play two games listen. a week. You train for two hours a day. You eat nicely. You get your bums wiped every single. Well, every maybe, five minutes, maybe, and you make sacrifices. Maybe when get you get over yourselves, Simon. When you look back, you've you only had nine. You, if you're ten years, you had nine of them in I the championship. I know you want to make that point, but Marcy, maybe, but maybe that's why because nobody's taking Wednesday off anymore. The, the week works very differently. Oh, a different day then. No, 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 it doesn't. There's no day off, in fact. Oh, really? There's a Thursday training really? session. That's of course not, there's a day that, off. Martin, no, there isn't. Rubbish. There isn't. 
There isn't. That's all rubbish. So when you when you come in on the you when you you might get a sa- Sunday off if you're lucky, okay? You come in on the Monday and you're switching the muscles back. We're not going to buy you're this. You're switching time. the muscles back on. The, t- the top players Tuesday, get time off. Tuesday of you step do. things up. Wednesday's a tough session. Wednesday used to be a day off. Wednesday now is the hardest rest session of the week. Because they looked at it and they realised that two days before a game, which is invariably the day you come in after a day off, which was Thursday, everyone's going at it. But you're then tired for the match day. So it's built up differently. So the Thursday now is a day when you don't really do much, Jim. Friday, Friday is a sharp day. But you're coming in. You're coming into the club. There's no day off. Leave off, Martin. There's no day off. You're coming in for two bleeding hours. What are you babbling about? You work as hard as you can in the time you've got. This is not a hardship compared to what normal people have to experience. No, 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 Simon. You know that's an easy card. You know that's an easy card, and the lights will flash up on your on your screens. We're talking about professional it's footballers. We have to do the best they can. You want to be successful? Do you want to flog them every day? Were you happy to no see the players that. doing no five hours a day? No, one, no, no it's about that. winning games no, on a match day. No one's saying that. Let's get let's, 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 let's peer back what you're saying, right? We're talking about the language that's used by people like you. And we're talking about the language that's used by people like Virgil van Dijk. You don't like the word sacrifice, but you have plenty of other things to talk about in the reality of how hard the footballer's life is and what has to be combined and how it's a labour of love. The bottom line is, it is a wonderful industry to be in. It is a privilege to be in it. The opportunities as a result of it are significant. And it seems to me that all we hear now from footballers is what they haven't got rather than what they have got. And what they want at this moment in time is to be able to tell football what it is they're prepared to do. And I don't find that particularly acceptable. And I think most rational people, nothing to do with bleeding well, lights I'll, lighting up on a switchboard, Martin. It just happens to be a Well, I, I would, uh, if I was, I if I was still... Martin, the, the top players want to play. Jim, of that, that, there's no doubt. There's a typical message the coming line. in. There's the bottom Jim, line. Jim, I'm listening to you this morning. These guys are top athletes. If Virgil or anybody else feels burnt out, go to the manager and say, you're not up for the next game. I mean, people do recognise, yeah, these guys perform at the highest level and the demands are strong. Their demands are constant and they're tough. But you know the old phrase, if you can't stand the heat. Jim, do you know what I would say to that? I would just say, look, if I was still playing, could you make it possible, please, that I could play in every single game? Where was Messi before the World Cup, Jim? Do you think he was playing for PSG? No, he wasn't. He was injured. But he's 36 years of age, Martin. I'm just giving you an example. Even Messi, whose record is exemplary in terms of fitness and in terms of being out, just being out there. He he took a period when he was he was down, injured before the World Cup. So everybody, he's 36 years of age. Well, what I'm saying is, we we need to make it so there's an opportunity for every player to play in every match. Can we just work on the hours between games and give us give the players some sort of a rest, mental rest as well as physical in the summer? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Danger. Flammable exchanges ahead. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. We are returning, albeit briefly, tentatively, in the interest of our own safety, to talk about um, player welfare as such. And I know I, I put that in a kind of uh, generalised title, but that's really what it comes down to. Liverpool's Virgil van Dijk is claiming the amount he played since recovering from a serious knee injury has pretty much caught up with him and affected his form and his fitness. And Martin, you would say, well, should there be any surprise to that? And again, to reiterate your point, it's not so much the number of games that are being played it's the amount of rest period in between those games. That is where you want dialogue between the likes of owners, managers and players. Yeah, and I think we had some interesting calls there. We, John, Ryan and, and Trevor. I mean, obviously Trevor said it all when he said that, you know, life and death is really what it's about when you're fighting for your country and football is only a game. He was in the military, you know? yeah. Uh, although Bill Shankly did famously say, didn't he, that it was as important as life and death. In I'm fact, sure he said it was it. far more important than that. It yeah. was tongue in cheek, of course. Yeah. Um, just uh, it's interesting. John was saying about lower leagues, <clears throat> about the FA. Look, maybe look at, need to look at the fixture program for them as well, because they're, <clears throat> they're cramming in so many different fixtures on their calendar. Uh, and I think it was Ryan who was talking about a squad system where, based on minutes played on the pitch, that maybe each player or a certain number of players have got to have so many minutes. Yeah. I don't think that would work. It just wouldn't be allowed. But yeah, I mean, I think it happens to a certain extent. Some of the managers want to try and play only in the very good situations, Jim. We see I every time that. City change their team. So uh, you, you are well aware, feedback. though, Martin, that this is uh, for, for people who are not top class footballers, and there are many. Uh, this is a sort of argument that you will find yourself paddling upstream without so much as a matchstick because not many people have got much sympathy for you. There's Jimmy and Keekley. Please tell Martin the most patronising thing you can hear from a footballer or a former footballer is that they have a short career. No, they don't. A month's wages would set most people up for life. And that's, that is the thought of many Martin, when course. they listen to an argument that's like why this. I, that's why I think it's a very difficult topic and I didn't uh, I wouldn't necessarily have raised it I know you enjoy this opportunity but um look I'm not a current day player as Simon told me off air you know he said that you're not, it's not relative anymore you it was 10, 10 20 years ago so um but you know I, I still have a view that my Martin, my, my position my position relevant. my position Jim is that I wanted to play in every single game and I think the modern day player wants to. I think when you're, yes, I think you do, you're cocooned in that world a little bit. Um, you, the money uh, is disproportionate to what the man in the street earns so they're very, very privileged. I think they realise that and every player that mentions it, Jim, wants to quickly cover up and say, look, just don't get me wrong. But I do feel it isn't really a sacrifice because they are in a very privilege. To be, you're blessed yeah. when and, you've got and that. And Dyke's saying the that, same thing. With that very talent. He's saying the same thing. But we nonetheless, feel very blessed and very Nonetheless, privileged. we go to watch football yeah. as an enjoyment. Yeah. yeah? We, we, we work hard in our jobs. We go and watch the game. It's what at the end of the week we do. 
I don't mean we want to kill that situation. I think we want to see a good spectacle. I think we want the players to be at their best. We of want course. to see Van Dijk on the pitch, don't we? Of course, so we, want make it, point, we want to make it. We want to make it possible for and, and so do the football club owners, and so do the broadcasters who have put the players in these positions. But when you listen to yeah. the fact that people talk about sacrifices, and what you do is you qualify it, Martin, by saying it's a short career. No, it's not. The average career of a footballer is nine years. The average working career for that's somebody... That's not short, no? Uh, no, that's the average career. The average career of a footballer. The only people that complain about the amount of games are the elite footballers. You don't hear this coming out of League One and League Two, the people that are earning a different salary. You hear about it from the elite footballers. They're getting all the benefits of the elite end of the game, which is all the finances, all the care, all the private jets, all the, all the cooks, the chefs, everything that goes with being an elite athlete. When you look into that, and then what you do is you qualify it. You say, well, it's a short career. No, it's not. When we start dealing with facts, we can start having a real argument about whether players need to be looked after better at the top end of the game. But what we do is we muddy the water with silly little tropes like it's a short career. But Simon, it's not in, in general, do you that. think players at the top end of the game do indeed need to be looked after better? Um, I think More that, provisions I, should I, be made for them. Well, again, you get conflicting messages. I'm not a player, so I can't speak to it. And I don't have a particularly steeped-in uh, ideal that they're playing too many or too less. What I look at is the reality of why they're playing so many yeah, games. Yeah. Why have we got to this point where footballers are playing 60 games a season for their club and playing 10 games for their country? Is that the best use of footballers' time? And then I look at it and go... What do we do about Mikel Arteta? I don't want games on Saturday. Well, tragically, Mikel, is the broadcasters bid for these TV rights, and as a result of that, you get paid £10 million a year for he doing your job. He didn't say that. He didn't want to play a 12.30 game But that's my Saturday. point. That's what I said. No, you said he didn't want to play on a Saturday. Okay. Well, at, I'm at, listening at carefully. On Saturday. So with that in mind, what you've got is this, you've got this never-meet-in-the-middle situation. And again, I keep making the points. I, you know, You can't take everything from the game, all of the benefits of it, and then not be prepared to trade off the reality of there's a consequence for that. Yeah. Every other walk of life, everyone accepts it. It seems well, we don't hear many stories. Andy, of the Andy, players, yeah. the players' careers, who were cut short very quickly. I have a son of my own who's had to finish through his career through injury, Jim. It, it, you, you look at it and say the great stories and how much money everybody earns. There's a hell of a lot of players as well who don't quite make it of for course, one reason or other, whether it be mental yeah. uh, problems or, and, or and physical I think, problems. I think Andy, the Liverpool and we just fan want to cherry pick and look at the good line. stories. Andy, good morning, you, you, Liverpool fan. Um, you're most welcome. What do you want to say in this topic? Yeah, I, I just wanted to say uh, Virgil Van Dijk is, is talking about prolonging his, his career to play at the, the top level as long as possible, and no amount of money is going to change that if, if if they would say we'll give you an extra million pound a week he's not going to suddenly perform but his body can only do so much and to, you know to talk about put it into context and, and talking about money and things it, your body has a limit and, and the amount of money will not change that fact it, it, regardless of how much they earn if, if he can't perform at that, that level then he can't perform at that level I understand that uh, totally, Andy, and thank you for the call. You see, it it splits, it does split opinion. There's Andy saying, "Cut Virgil a bit of slack." Um, money doesn't come into it. Um, the the physical the physical demands are such that it gets to the point. If it gets unbearable and intolerable, a player can only do so much and no more. So, Tom, do you agree, Arsenal fan? Tom, there's not a question about bringing money into it. You guys are paid a fortune, so damn well got on with it. Martin would say, no, that's nothing to do with it. We're talking about the physical demands being put on the top players. Morning, chaps. Um, Morning, Tom. On one hand, being a massive football fan, I totally agree with there being pointless competitions introduced for the sake of TV money. You know, the Nations League, a Club World Cup in the winter, Winter World Cup, 
But on, on the other side, you know, these footballers are creating a problem for themselves. They're ever demanding wages that they want. You know, the, the, this is, you know, given by the TV money that is constantly generated by ever-growing matches. So footballers are creating a problem for themselves. If you gave them the opportunity to play half the games for half the salary, you know, they wouldn't take that, would they? Because they want every penny they can get. And that it, with, it, with, with that, they have to then, you know, come up and play the games that are on the calendar, unfortunately. Yeah. Listen, thank you for that, uh, Tom. Um, there, there are many messages coming in. The key word in this, uh, Martin, that no one's going with is this a constant use of this world, word, and you didn't use it, to be fair to you, sacrifice. Where is the sacrifice? And Virgil's saying, it's not a sacrifice. We're blessed, we're privileged. And you agree with that. I think when the word sacrifice comes into it, we make a huge sacrifice. That's when other people outside of football will say, come off it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But I also feel that if you can do, you need to separate, you know, from separate the player from the front financial rewards that he gets, Jim. And that's the thing where people get, they look at with envy, they see what the players earn and they think, hold on, come on, you can play another game, compare with you. We're not, we're not trying to do that. We're not comparing with the man in the, the, the ordinary man in the street, Jim. No. Who has to work no, nine no. till five and weekends as well and all the rest of it and overtime and extra time. We're talking about this, these are professional athletes that just want to play in every single match. But that's where the top footballers, and Virgil doesn't come into this because he doesn't use the word sacrifice, that's where your argument is crushed because a member of the public say, yeah, well, all you've got to do is look at the hole in the wall and look at your bank balance. And I know money shouldn't come into it, but it inevitably does. Yeah, well, you just brought that into it, and I've just asked you to separate it from a fresh. No, but it, 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 game. it's almost impossible yeah, but to I'm, separate but it, I'm, isn't but, it? But people because go and enjoy. Your argument. But no, no, it's you not. You it's can't not someone advance your argument for it's you. It's not can, my you? argument. It's it not is. my argument. What, separate, what, separate what players no, pay because that's not part of it, and only look at what they have to put into the equation, and look at what they're doing. Well, we are looking at what we're doing. We are not the ones complaining. They are. We're not the ones, and it's only the elite players. It's, it's, not, it's not, it's not, the, and by the way, anyone that goes into an industry that gets injured knows that when they go in on the way in. So they accept that as part of the conditions of going into an industry. Having the bottom said, line is, League One, League Two players, you don't hear this from. You only hear this from the elite guys that have everything given to them. Mm, mm. And again, though, I do, I do refer to an article way back in 2011. An overworked Jack Wilshire needs a break, not more games. And what happened to him? him? What happened to his career? And exactly, Did he have to finish your injury? Him? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it has been going on for a while. But it's uh, one of those topics that very much splits opinion. And that's what we like. Because if we all had the same opinion, life would be dull. You're 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken. Don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back on Monday. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.